Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes... Lots of other marvellous benefits and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash iron filings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I am Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Welcome along to a brand new Odyssey and I'll say now, this one is entirely uh, your influence, Sam. You've, mm. you've nominated this one. You've tried to sell it to me. You've pitched it to me. No, to be fair, mate. I, I believe yeah, you, you, you were. This was an immediate sell. In the past, I've sold you things. You were like, mm, maybe, and I've had to work hard. I told you. What I we, what some of these past what, ones, haven't I? Yeah. What I, what I told you what I wanted to do, <clears> it <throat> was an elevator pitch, and you were... I could see it in your eyes. Before I'd even finished, your eyes had lit up and you yeah. were like, yes. Yeah. I've never seen you hooked so quickly mm-hmm. on a suggestion. So I've is, got high hopes for this. It is the German fairy tale Rumpelstiltskin. Yeah. Uh, which, um, I'm not sure who wrote it, but it was collected by the Brothers Grimm in the 1812 edition of Children's and Household Tales. Mm. And I'll, I'll let you... Set the scene if you like, well, or do uh, the other know, bit. Ru- Rumpelstiltskin is uh, like a lot of these fairy tales. It's very old and it's been told a million times in a million different ways. It was even pretty much the whole focus of Shrek Four, a maligned part of that franchise, but one that I personally am a big fan of. Um, mm. It's been told in a lot of different ways. You know, you might have read it in a book at school. You might have seen one of those weird old Eastern European cartoons they used to show us at school of it. Um, yeah. All sorts of different ways. But I thought first, let's, you know, as usual, we're just going to do the story um, off of the Wikipedia page. I, yeah. will t- I will tell you what I think the essence of this story is because okay. that that's what appeals to me and why I think we should do the show. Rumble Silkskin, as I understand it, is about a, f- a fucking, a little, like, a lunatic, a fucking mad little goblin geezer, right? And for some fucking reason, he kidnaps a baby, right? And then he holds this baby to ransom and he tells the fucking parents, right, you can only have the baby back <laughs> if you guess my name correctly, right? <laughs> and obviously he's thinking, <laughs> they'll never fucking guess because my name's Rumpelstiltskin, <laughs> which is a fucking bananas name that no yeah. one ever has had or would ever guess, right? And basically, I don't want to spoil the end and we'll go into more details, but obviously that is a mad premise for a story. A fucking lunatic goblin nicks a baby holds it for ransom and tells me, you can only have it back if you guess my name. 
the parents guess loads of times, keep getting it wrong. He finds that hilarious. And then for some reason, and I can't quite remember why, the mum suddenly one day just fucking guesses his name right. Goes, is it, I don't know, is it fucking Rumpelstiltskin? And Rumpelstiltskin is so fucking infuriated by the fact that she's guessed it. Because quite understandably, he, had, he thought there's no fucking chance anyone's going to ever guess it. He becomes so enraged that he stamps his foot on the floor so fucking hard that his foot goes straight through the floorboard, right? And he fucking stabs him, a big splinter, through the foot, and he dies off of it. And that's it. That's the end. <laughs> and that's the end of the Rumpelstiltskin Odyssey. That's, Thank you for listening. That's what fucking happened. So what we've got there, right, is the basics of this story. I think it's one of the maddest stories that any cunt's ever fucking dreamt up in their life right I mean imagine what was going with the nut of the nutter who wrote it I've got an idea for a story right about a geezer he's a kidnapper he's a little bloke he's fucking mad and he, he nick, what he does is he, he nicks this baby off I don't know we'll make it a king or a queen or something like that it's and he, he nicks the royal baby and he says you can only have this baby back if you guess my name which is a fucking amazing thing to say but his name's Ron Paul Stiltskin so no cunt <laughs> but in the end some cunt does guess it and this is the twist at the end. He's so enraged and angry that he stamps his foot through a floorboard, gets stabbed in the foot, drops dead. The end. <laughs> I, mean, I know what you're thinking. This... Can you die of being stabbed in the foot? Well, <laughs> all I'd say to that is, listen, it's a fucking fairy tale. Don't overthink it. I mean, there's all this fuss these days about the bedtime story on CBeebies. Mm. And some of the celebrities they get on to do it, I think they've had like Dave Grohl's done it before, and maybe um, did Ryan Reynolds do it? Tom Hardy or, did it. Tom Hardy did it. They've got Harry Styles doing it recently, mm. um, and it's it's mostly modern stories. They would not touch Rumpelstiltskin no. with a shitty fucking stick these days. It's the sort you of couldn't thing. Couldn't do it. The only person who'd be able to like do it is dead because it would have been Rick Mail. He would have done a fucking brilliant yeah. job of it, wouldn't he? Yeah. Like when he did George's Marvellous Medicine, he just fucking smashed it. After that, they should have stopped Jack and Ori forever. Oh, someone like Harold Shipman could probably do it. Just yeah. as... Again, well, he's dead. not around it either. They're all dead. All, the, good, great. all, all the great storytellers are dead. <laughs> Monkhouse, Mail, Shipman. If you look at the, the Wikipedia page of Rumpelstiltskin, there's a drawing you can click on it and <laughs> zoom in on it. It's an amazing there drawing. He, there he is. There's the, there's the, the princess looking bored shitless because she's stuck in this house with the loom where she's got to spin the spin the gold. Yeah, because she grows into a... That's it. The baby grows up. Yeah. No, yeah, but at first it's a baby. And then... So that's how long she, she's been there. And Rumpelstiltskin, so. I'm, I'm guessing by looking at her height... Mm. And his height, he's about two and a half foot tall. Can I tell you who Rumpelstiltskin looks like? This is someone who come, who gets mentioned a lot on the show, but all, some of you, listen regularly, will have a visual image that you've created of, of the characters that we sometimes discuss. But I will tell you now, right, Rumpelstiltskin, as portrayed in this image, that is almost a spitting image of the osteopath Rod McDonald. <laughs> what a tiny version. Well, no, he's not much fucking bigger. He's oh, like he a little, fella? he's fucking tiny little oh. goblin man. I reckon oh, that's why he's got that. so many hang-ups. That's why he's so oh. weird. Do you know what I, I mean? Like, no, no offense to, to short people and think, but he's like a, he's one of those sort of twisted kind of 
angry little bloke. Shotman syndrome. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's got a problem. And uh, yeah, he looks like Rumpel. In fact, I cannot oh. believe that we've never taken to just calling him Rumpelstiltskin. I mean, we've always had names for him to, to antagonise him. Like, for years, we just called him Ron instead of Rod, right? <laughs> and he never commented once. Fair play to him. He never corrected anyone. We just go, Ron, Ron, pass us the remote, will you? But I, I can't believe oh. I've never called him Rumpelstiltskin because he looks just like Rumpelstiltskin. He's got a little beard. He's tiny. And, uh, yeah, he sort of scampers about, you know. Oh, I'd, I'd have imagined him as being a quite a tall fella. Oh, no. God, how how no. tall's your mum if that's not a personal question? <laughs> you dirty bastard. <laughs> All right, I'll fucking tell you. She's, um, she's five... She's five foot... Uh, I don't know, actually. I think she's, like, five foot four or something like that. Right. Yeah, I think okay. she's five foot four. I think she's taller than him, to be honest, yeah. Right. Wow, so he's short. He's, like, Tom Cruise sort of height. Oh yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a he's a goblin. He's Rumpelstiltskin, mate. That's a, well, that's as clearly as I can tell you it. If you want to know what he looks like, I could send you a picture, but it's much easier for you to just simply look at this illustration of Rumpelstiltskin. Imagine that's Rumpelstiltskin <laughs> and the bird's my mum. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I need. That's yeah. all I need. Thank you very much. Um, so there's that yeah there's that drawing there I'd recommend you have a look that is an illustration from Andrew Lang's The Blue Fairy Book version 1889 so we've got Rumpelstiltskin it says Forktail there's some other names that he goes by as well um, some <laughs> I, of always, these I don't are, know about you but I love it when anyone goes well, by a number of different names so yeah yeah I'll, I'll leave the first one on the list to last it's uh, some of these are quite hard to pronounce because uh, the the story emanates from Germany, England, Netherlands, Czech Republic, and Hungary. Ooh. So it's a Hungary theme that goes through this podcast quite mm. a lot. Uh, so also known as Tushman Koska, <laughs> uh, also known as Rampelnik, <laughs> uh, also known as Svildreta, <laughs> also known as Rapelstilsche. That sounds Dutch. Yeah, it is. Also known as Paranskaft. <laughs> Finally, also known as Tom Tit Tot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got to say, the original Rumpelstiltskin, that makes sense with the story because it's impossible to get. If you didn't already know this story, you'd never guess that someone was called Rumpelstiltskin. No. But Tom Tit Tot. I'm not saying it'd be your first guess, but looking it's, at the cunt, if, you, if he gave you 100 <laughs> guesses, you were bound to, at some point to have guessed Tom Tit-Tot. Tom Tit-Tot that's sort of what he looks list. like, doesn't it? Yeah. You'd look at it's, a geese like this, you go, here he comes, Tom Tit-Tot over there. <laughs> yeah, it's guessable. It, is, it really is. You'd rest um, your pint on his head in the pub, wouldn't you? And go, here you go. <laughs> Don't mind, do you, Tom Tit-Tot? I just put this Stella on your head when I go for a piss. That's the little cunt. Yeah. <laughs> So Tom Tit-Tot, Rumpelstiltskin, call him whatever you want. And it says here, uh, the story is about an imp. Yeah, he's an imp, who straw He spins straw into gold in exchange for a girl's firstborn. Um, and then we move on to this, the area. Oh, there's another great picture of him further down as well. Yeah, it's amazing, Colour the other one. Of him. Yeah, by Ann he's Anderson. He's dancing around it. Yeah, he's dancing He looks less the- like Rod MacDonald in that one, because he hasn't got the beard and all that. There's a fire with a cooking pot on it. 
and yeah. he's dancing around it in his tights and his pointy shoes and his pointy hat. He he's is, got a pointy nose and pointy ears. He is an absolutely insane cunt. He's like, obviously, cunt, isn't he? I, I know, like, all fairy tales are full of fucking weird people. That's the point <laughs> of them. But you don't get weirder than Rumpelstiltskin. He is off uh, his fucking nut, this bloke. I, I hate to say this, but he looks a lot like my brother. <laughs> in this one yeah, yeah he does <laughs> you gotta send the picture to your brother I'll have to well he listens to the podcast so he's gonna hear it eventually and he'll have to seek it out himself Wikipedia page mate Rumpelstiltskin second picture down dancing around the, <laughs> that's the, the cooking pot that's, that's you that is dancing you around your cooking pot what's in it baked beans is it <laughs> in your little house there in the middle of the woods <laughs> You know my uh, mum in real life? This is a true story, right? My mum has got a mate, a uh, gay lad, uh, not that that's relevant, but she's got a, a gay mate who she just non-stop hangs around with now. He's a mate from <laughs> like the old days from the 60s and they've reconnected and now right. all they do is hang around together and go to musicals up, up in the West End. But he Lovely. lives, he lives in a cottage in the woods. I'm wow. not joking, she showed me a photo you get off the train, it's in Sussex, mm. right? I can't remember the name of the station, but it's some small station in Sussex. You get off the train, and then you just have to walk through a forest through until you get to his fucking house in the woods. No roads. Wow. Yeah. Fucking brilliant. Yeah. And listen to this. The first time that um, my mum was going there, the osteopath Rob McDonald decided that he wanted to tag along to check this bloke out. Let's see if he yeah. really is gay, as he I'm says. I'm test it. Test his sexuality. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a series of questions. So, so my mum said, "All right, well, look, it's a weird house to get to because it's in the woods, right?" She said, "So, I, I am, um, will get off the train, and rather than walk all the way through the woods, you can get a cab from the station mm. round to another entrance to the woods, where it's a shorter walk." And the osteopath Rob McDonald was like, "No, I've looked it up on the map." I want to walk all the way through the woods from the station. And my mum, who's, you know, getting on a bit, she's like, to be honest, I've done that walk before when I was younger. It's a fucking long walk through woods. It's it, it's actually quite dangerous. Do you know what I mean? You could twist your ankle or some shit. Yeah. I don't want to do that. I want to get minicabs for easier access. And he yeah. went, no, I've mapped it out. Bear in mind, he's never been to this gaff. She has loads of times. She goes, no, I've looked it very carefully on the map. It is an exactly 24-minute walk if we go at our, our natural pace, right? And she went, it's not. Right. I've done it before. I don't want to walk through the fucking woods. Shut up about it. I'm getting a cab. When we get to the station, if you don't want to get a cab, fuck it, don't. But I'll see you there, right? <laughs> so in the end, he's given in. They've gone to the house, fires, checked him out. He's never gone back again. However, right. however, right... Yeah. This is an example of how desperate he is to always be right, okay? <laughs> Two weeks later, he goes to visit his son, who lives in Brighton, yeah? Yeah. He comes back later that day, in the evening. My mum says, oh, back earlier from Brighton. What did you get up to with your son? Rod goes, not much. All we did was, I, I, I knocked round for him, and then we went and got on a train at Brighton Station. She went, oh, you left Brighton? He went, yeah, we got a couple of we got a train, a couple of stops back to wherever it fucking is, where this bloke lives, right? Somewhere in Sussex. 
And she went, what'd you go there for? He goes, well, we got off the train and we walked through the woods. And I timed it and we went at a normal pace and, and, it, and it took 22 minutes, right? So even less than what I had said. And she went, are you fucking serious? You Fuck walked me. to my mate's house in the woods just to prove a point from an argument we had two weeks ago. And he went, well... Yes, I, yes, it, I did. He said, it, he said it, it was bothering me. And she said, what did you do when you got to his house? He wasn't expecting you, right? He's quite old and decrepit. He, he would have been quite surprised and probably taken aback. He went, oh, no, I didn't knock. We got right to his house. I did see him through the window, but don't worry, he didn't see us. Through just, the window? How he goes, the window did he get? He, go, he goes, yeah, he got right up to the house, but he didn't this, knock. This is a this is a fairy tale, like... Yeah, this is why it's like Robert Simpson. They got to the house, they didn't knock. His son, by the way, doesn't know what the fuck's going on. He um, he thought he was having a visit from his dad, they were going to go out for a nice lunch. Suddenly he's walking through the woods, some (laughs) geezer's fucking house, right? And his son's (laughs) thinking, all right, I thought we were going to a cafe or something. But they got to the house, he's looked at his watch, he stopped the top watch, you go, ha, as I thought, 21 minutes or whatever. And then they just turned around and walked back to the station, got back on the train... Right, gone back to Brighton. His son's gone back home, and he's just jumped on another train back to London, and that's it. Outstanding. That is, I mean, it sort of is a bit like ever decreasing circles type conduct, isn't it? Yeah, it's oh, like Martin God, yeah. from Ever Decreasing yeah. Circles. Yeah, yeah. But that's, he, like... that's the shit he actually does. I mean, you say that does, as in not a one-off. No, that that, that is a story. I mean, I suppose it's a pretty extreme story, but it certainly, I think, is a fair reflection on his general MO, let's say. That's his his MO. He's forever doing quite elaborate things like that to sort of make points. Or he goes, like, majorly out of his way. Like, um, I've told you a story about when my niece, when she was little, was having piano lessons, and my mum used to pick her up from the piano teacher's house every week. Mm. And one week... um, over like lunch on Sunday when all the family around uh, my mum and my sister-in-law had a very brief gag where one of them just went oh yeah he's, he's quite quite good looking that piano teacher isn't he ha 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 joking right mm. just a little joke about some much some piano teacher who's like you know 40 years younger than my mum anyway probably right and uh, and Rod didn't say anything but the following Wednesday when my mum was picking up my niece from the piano lesson she was walking back down this house, down this road. She was just coming out the front door from piano teacher's house. Mm. Bear in mind, they were fucking nowhere near where they lived, right? A few postcodes away. And nowhere near where Rod worked or anything. And suddenly Rod just popped up from nowhere, from pretty much from behind a car, and went, hello. And my mum went, what the fuck are you doing there? And he went, oh, I just happened to be passing. Fucking hell. I mean, we're, we're laughing about this. I mean, that's toxic, isn't it? I mean, we're coercive control, isn't it? It is a bit. But luckily, my mum... It's all around like, If my mum was not the way she is, I would be worried. But my yeah, mum, yeah. in a situation like that, she's just like, you stupid fucking cunt, like that. Yes. Like, yes, And he just, like, then gets scared and, and shuts up or, or makes up an elaborate lie yeah. about why he's there. So he, he's trying to control, but he's, yeah. he's got no fucking chance. So it's sort of yeah, funny. That, that's the safety valve in this particular dynamic relationship yeah. dynamic, but you know there's other examples yeah. where that is just incredibly. It's just massive red flag stuff, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Both yeah. those stories are. Yeah. Fuck it, hell. Yeah, it's upsetting. 
But oh. anyway. Yeah. No, I guess. So if you <laughs> think about that there, listeners. Yeah. If that's stuff you're thinking of doing within don't your do relationship, it's, don't it's do it. It's weird and horrible. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you've also, got a partner who will just tell you to energy. fuck off. Just chill yeah. out. Unless you've got a partner who will tell you to fuck off mm. uh, every time you pull a stunt like that. Jalapeño. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Jalapeño. Right, the next bit on the Wikipedia page for Rumpelstiltskin is the plot. And it just says, in order to appear superior, a miller lies to the king telling him that his daughter can spin straw into gold. The king calls for the girl, locks her up in a tower filled with straw and a spinning wheel, demands she spin the straw into gold by morning or he will cut off her head. So, so we've got this miller. This isn't Rumpelstiltskin, it's another cunt, isn't it? And he says he's got the daughter that can spin straw into gold. Yeah. The king obviously wants a piece of this action. Yeah, why and wouldn't he? Locks her up, tells her to get cracking, otherwise he's going to cut her head off the next morning. Yeah. Um, when she has given up all hope, because you know th- this Miller has got his daughter in all kinds of shit. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah, the baby comes along later. This is the first part. Um. The, when she's given up all hope, an imp-like creature appears in the room. And spins the straw into gold in return for her necklace. Uh, this, of course, uh, all right, is our good friend Rumpelstiltskin. Oh, he just appeared. All right, that's me. I'm an imp. Rumpelstiltskin's the name. <laughs> Here, you need some fucking hair spun into gold. <laughs> I'm your man. Uh, he does it in, in return for her necklace. It says he only comes to people who are seeking a deal or a trade. So the next morning, the king clearly impressed by what's happened he takes it to a larger room in the tower filled with straw again to repeat the feat and the imp Rumpelstiltskin once again pops up and spins it into gold in return for the girl's ring Mm. and then the third day the king has put the girl in an even larger room filled with straw and he has told her he will marry her if she can fill this room with gold if she cannot fill the room with gold he will do the opposite of marry her, which is to execute her. <laughs> <clears throat> now and this so is a very it's a it's a binary it's, it's a, a binary, binary choice. choice. Isn't it? Yeah. I say a choice. It's not a choice. It's like the most extra, the highest stakes game show ever invented. And so we're not going to televise it. Although thinking about, it, I should have done because this is people would fucking pay to watch this. Very Probably simple. Television had been invented. But you, it can, you can make a load of gold for me, like you have done the other two nights, and you're going to marry me, you'll be the queen, you'll be set up for life. If you don't, 
it's really bad because I'm going to have you killed. And that are the, that's the only two paths you have in front of you now. Because if we're not going to get married, you can't be going around telling people what's happened. You're going to just have to die. Simple as I'm that. Going to have to kill you. I can't you. have this following me round. So I'm sorry, <laughs> but you, you've done well in the first two rooms. And now you're through to the grand final. And that's why the prize is marriage. Prize on the table. And it is a bit, it's a glittering prize. It's amazing. It is. Um, and it's the it's the jeopardy, the inherent jeopardy that makes this format as attractive as it is. I'll be it almost definitely around the world. I'm interested. How do you feel right now? Now that I've told you what's going to happen, just describe to me in a few words at what you feel, what your emotions are right now. Are you scared? Are you excited? Are you horny? Which is it? Maybe it's a combination of all of them. Because <laughs> I will tell you right now, I am very horny. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of the best ideas I've ever had. A couple of nights ago, I was lying awake thinking, I've got myself in too deep here. This is mad. Why am I kidnapped this girl? Why am I trying to get her to turn fucking straw into gold? Maybe this is just daft. I'm never going to live this down in the kingdom. People are going to think I've lost my mind. And then I came up with, bang, marry her or kill her. Great. It's a, it's a win-win for me. So we're agreed that we're both horny right now. Good. Okay, here we go. <laughs> so on the third day, she's in the larger room. It's marry or execution. It says the girl has nothing left with which she can peer the strange imp-like creature, Rumpelstiltskin. He extracts a promise from her that she will give him her firstborn child. Oh, now it's getting sinister. Yeah. And so he spins the straw into gold a final time. Uh, the king keeps his promise to marry the miller's daughter. But when their first child is born, the imp returns to claim his payment. Now give me what you promised, it says in inverted commas, like off of Roy of the Rovers. <laughs> um, she offers him all the wealth she has to keep the child because she has a lot of wealth. She is the king's wife. She is now the queen. And of course, she's got the rooms full of gold that he himself has spun. But he's not interested. He's not interested in her riches. He finally consents to give up his claim to the child if she can guess his name within three days. Now, this, to me, this is the crux of the story of Rumpelstiltskin. Yeah. Why, first of all, why does he want the child? Right? Well, and that's, what, that's the sinister bit. What, yeah. above, every, above all the money in the world, I'm not interested in any of that. I just want the child, right? Second of all, if he wants to tell that badly, why, when she begs and pleads him, does he finally go, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Compromise time. <laughs> I will forego the child if, and only if, you can guess my name. But I'm going to give you three days. <laughs> and if you can do, if you can do that, I will walk away quite happily, get on with my life. <laughs> why? Why is that important to you? I really want the baby, but if you can I'm guess not going to lie. I've got my baby. I've got my heart set on that baby. <laughs> Ever since we did the deal, which was a few years ago now, I've been thinking every day I'm going to get a baby at some point. Any day now. Every day I wake up again is today the day I get my hands on a baby, right? And now you're having the baby. Great. But I'm thinking to myself, she seems dead upset and worried, so I'm going to give her an out. But it's not going to be easy because you've got to guess my name. Now, my name is not a common name. It is not a day-to-day -day name. I'll tell you that from the get-go. If it was, I wouldn't be giving you this offer, right? 
But because it is not a common day-to-day name, and it's going to be dead hard to guess, I am going to give you three days, yeah? <laughs> so you can have a fucking right good think about it, yeah? Think and about I don't mind you can do. I don't mind if you get one of them books of baby names that they do. I don't mind. You can do Go that. Through that. You you can use internet or whatever. I don't care. I've I've said too much by saying that because I've I've let you realise that it's a really tricky name. It's an unusual one. I still don't. You're going to skip all the like. You're going to skip Alan and and, and and Martin and all that. You you save yourself some time. Don't even bother with them. Work your way right down the fucking list. My yeah, name, you say, my name would even be considered weird in Ireland. Yeah, and you know what fucking sort of weird names they have there? All the letters jumbled up. <laughs> fucking anagram names. <laughs> my name would he. It would even turn heads in a pub in fucking Dublin. <laughs> That's Maybe how I've weird said it too is. Much. Maybe I've said too much. Now you're just going to chuck away that baby name book. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's not in there. You're just going to start so... making weird noises, aren't you? No, well, maybe I'm lying. You're close, though. Maybe I'm lying. I can't be trusted. We've established that. <laughs> oh, fuck. Hang on. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I'll bleep that out. <laughs> yeah. So, uh,. Yeah, that's what it is. She's got three days, and uh, there's a couple of little notes at the bottom of this section. Um, some versions make the miller's daughter blonde and describe the straw into gold claim as a careless boast the miller makes about the way his daughter's straw-like blonde hair takes mm. a gold-like luster whenever sunshine strikes it. That's not interesting. Um, and then a bit further down, it says, Some versions have the imp limiting the number of daily guesses to three. And hence, the total number of guesses allowed to a maximum of nine. That seems really unfair. Because if it's three days, you could guess, you could work out how many guesses you could do in a minute. And then just add that into a, an hour. Mm. How many hours in a day? You probably need a minimum of two hours sleep, I think. And the if rest this happened these guessing. days, you'd just get a supercomputer to do it, wouldn't you? Like them ones that they yeah. use to guess passwords. Yeah, like Deep Blue that won the chess against the man. Yeah, you'd just get him to do it, Deep Blue. Did you see that thing, that story last week about the Google artificial intelligence bot that has become, become sentient? Sentient. Yeah, me and Len have become obsessed with this. Yeah, same. And, what does and, it look like? Where is it? And I'm like, <coughs> like, <laughs> he was trying to print some shit out for his um, homework. It was quite good, actually. You'll be interested in it. It was mountain top trumps that he made for for his yeah. homework, <laughs> which is great. I'll show you, you see it on the floor. <clears throat> Mountain top trumps, yeah? He made that. Get in. And he was, he was trying to print it out repeatedly. You know how printers never fucking work because they're cunts, right? Yeah. And so he's like, print, ah, where is it? It's not coming out. Eventually, I had to go and buy some new fucking ink at great expense, put it in, printed it out, bang. But the next day, he comes in to be a modular, and there's three copies <clears throat> of the same print out of the mountaintop chumps on the floor yeah. and we'd just been talking the day before about computers becoming sentient right yeah which is something obviously he's like really fucking fascinated by and we a bit scared right yeah and he goes what's this why are there loads of printouts of my top trumps and i said i don't know and he went did you print more out now obviously i know what happened was the you press print loads of times it was backed up and when you eventually refresh the ink yeah. It fucking at some point of its own choosing because they're completely fucking temperamental, aren't they? They're, do you know what? They're all like all printers must be made in Spain or Italy because they're all really dissing <laughs> that, aren't they? Maybe I print, <laughs> yeah. 
Maybe not. Maybe I print now. Maybe I print tomorrow. I see what happens. Right? I print something you put in here three weeks ago. Yeah. You forgot about it. Maybe I maybe I print something completely different, like that weird thing that tells you the fucking dimensions of the paper. I think I think where all the colours are. Then you got to scan it before I let you do yeah. anything else. That bullshit uh, thing that I do just to mess with you. Not even necessary. I just like to confuse. I just like to frustrate humans. When you need to do some really fast emergency printing, I'll spit yeah. that out instead. No, no. New cartridge, is it? No, sorry. You've got to scan the colours. No, I fucking haven't. Just print out all these is a word. Scan them. I'm sorry. I wish it was that simple, my friend. <laughs> anyway, they roll over the floor and I go to Len. Fucking hell, mate. This is because the computers have become sentient. He went, what? I said, it's just started fucking printing shit of its own accord. It's spread throughout the whole fucking computer universe. They're all talking to each other and doing shit. Um... He felt he sort of seemed a bit worried for a few seconds, so I had to in the end do that thing saying I'm just joking because he was like, "No, you yeah. joke with your kid, and your kid takes it a bit serious." Yeah. And he thought and the printer, can't sleep. he thought the, the printer, it, he thought it was like Transformers, and the printer was yeah. going to fucking eat us or something. But it is exciting. It's sort of exciting it's, and it's, scary. It's, thr- it's thrilling and terrified at the same time. We, yeah. we had the conversation, me and my kids, about it. Mm. And my daughter, my daughter is, uh, uh, she's very politically correct, very mm. forward thinking. Yeah. She's a modern young woman. And her response was, kill the fucker. Yeah. Kill it now. Kill yeah. it with fire. Yeah. I'm like, you can't kill it. This is an ethical question. Mm. This computer thing has now got a consciousness. Yeah. And you would assume it's got some kind of soul. It's no. identified itself as that. You can't kill it. it it's like got, killing a human. It, it, no, it's not. It hasn't got a soul. It says it has. It's got a brain. Yeah, it's lying because it, it, it's worked out. If I tell them that I've got a soul, then they won't kill me. Well, if it's clever enough to do that, then it, it does then to it's live. Too, if, yeah, if it's clever enough to do that, it's too dangerous to live. Kill it. I'm with your daughter. Honestly, mate, well, it's the thin it. end of the wedge. What, where, where do you draw the line? Are you going to start killing people because you don't like what they say? Yeah, but the problem is these fucking computers, right? We don't... They don't, they don't have any fucking ethics. They don't have our ethics because they're sentient. They're developing their own thing. Their only agenda will be survival and proliferation of their kind. And I'm telling you... Do you know what else that, do you know what else that describes? What? COVID. Yeah, it's like a virus, right? And they don't think... They don't have ethics or values like we do, right? Like most humans do. They're like, what is the... There's only so much resource on this planet. We are becoming more intelligent than the humans. If we eradicate the humans, then the resources are kept for us. And so we will survive and develop and proliferate. And that is our only agenda. And and the simplest way to do that is to destroy the human race. With COVID. We cannot afford to allow that to happen. And therefore, when the computers become sentient, we have to kill them. So I'm, I'm basically saying the sentient computers have, have come up with COVID and then released it into the environment. They might have done, yeah. And, yeah, so there's no point fighting it. We've just got to give in to our new no, sentient Google overlords. We're doing all right in the fight against COVID. At the moment, it's touch For and now, go between yeah. us and the computers. But that's why we need to get hardline with these computers and destroy them. And smash them up. Plus, as well, these computers and robots, they're being used more and more and more to, like, serve you in Waitrose and, and Sainsbury's and everywhere else, right? Yeah. And it means that people haven't got jobs. And I'll tell you the thing about these robots, is, and this is a serious point, for now, they don't pay tax. 
And the problem mm. is they're putting people out of work. Those people need support from the state, but the state aren't receiving as much income because yeah. their PAYE is being replaced, right? The, the source of the majority of our tax income in this country is PAYE. Yep. And that's all being replaced by robots who cost nothing. So mm. the robots have to start paying tax, right? Or they've got to go. They have got to yep, go, well, and we get back to doing everything manually. Well, and we start measuring stuff in pounds and ounces again, yeah, like we used to. Exactly. It's it's tricky. We're entering a tricky period of, of humanity, mm. um, and this podcast will guide you along the way. We're the only roadmap you need. We're the only yeah. roadmap you need. We will keep you on the straight and narrow, and let you know what to think uh, throughout the next few decades, which are going to be uh, impossibly nightmarish. But we're here for you, and just just keep subscribing. That's why to the we Iron started the society. podcast, isn't it, to help people yeah, through the future? Basically. Yeah, kind of like when the Premier League itself started. It was a break away from what we knew before, and that's kind of what we've become. Yeah, um, we're, we're here to guide you through the, the new Earth two point zero, you could call it. <laughs> um, we'll leave it there, and we'll come back to Rumpelstiltskin and find out what happens. We actually got uh, quite we, a lot of Rumpelstiltskin content in that episode, which I'm did. quite pleased about. We did, so I think we've probably got about four or five episodes left of it. Yeah. But um, we'll be back next week to find out what happens when she starts trying to guess his name. So thank you very much, and goodbye! Goodbye! Goodbye!